ಶಂಕರಂಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಂಕೇಶವಂಪಾದರಾಯಣಂಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷಿಕೃತೌಂದೇ ವ್ಯೋಮವತ್ಪ್ತೇಹಾಯಿಕೇತಿ Nachiketa requested from Yama that I heard that after death there is something. Some people say, some other people say there is nothing. At the end of the body everything goes. But you are Lord of death. You are the person who knows it much more than anybody else. You are the one who has the insight of it. So tell me the truth. What is it? What happens after death? is there is something or is there is nothing i want to know the truth and that if there is something what is that this is what is the question or the boon which najiketa asked which we have been which emma has answered and we have been going through those answers and having come to the state where emma affirmed emma said that there is there is beyond the body the body is only a instrument or an or a dress type of a thing which is being taken by the jivatma for the transaction of this life and after that the body is discarded and there is something which is beyond the body now in this context he has mentioned that the many of those people who think that there is nothing beyond it are the people who says that there is only prana and uh, prana apana when they stop that is the breathing in and breathing out our breath stops with that the body ends and there is nothing beyond that to answer that he said na pranena na apanena martyo jivati kaschana itarena tu jivanti yasmin tvasupasrita so there is something upasrita that depending upon even the prana and the apana function in our body so handai me ravishyami guhyam brahma sanadanam now i will explain to you this great secret of brahman which is sanadanam is 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 not predict or not stable as when it has started sadanutanam it is also always fresh and as fresh as any time yadacha maranam prapya atma bhavati gotama then after the body dies or when a person dies when the body is being discarded maranam prapya after having attained the death atma bhavati the atma they become atma or they are the atma remains this is the brahma sanatanam guhyam brahma sanatanam this is the secret of the non what is happening after the death in that case he be stopped in the last time the verse ya eshu supteshu jagarti kamam kamam purusho nirmamana tadeva shukram tad brahma tadeva amrutamuchyate tasmin loka hasrita sarve tadu nasye vikaschana etadvaitat this is verily that what is to be understood that the one which is creating the waking jagarti supteshu in the deep sleep and in the dream kamam kamam purusho nirmamana whatever has not been acquired or satis not satisfied but desires of the waking which cannot be completed is being created as a place of satisfaction by the same with the with the support of that atma jivatma the, the mind is creating that in the dream that tadeva shukram tad brahma tadeva amrutam uchyate 
the one which is based on which everything happens the aadharam or the support of for all these activities which is that that is what is brahma tasmin loka srita sarve na sadu na atyadi there is nothing which can supersede that power of atma and that is what is to be known as tadeva kasti so but in the we saw that in the previous mallis yama also mentioned about the andaratma or suprakasha atma like the you know angushta matra purusha and the rata example were the you know atmanam ritinam viddhi shariram ritamevacha and in that case also he mentioned some 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 aspect of atma which is residing in the body so that the question comes now in the mind of nachiketa that if there is something which is inside the body then what happens when the body is thrown away whether it also gets trapped in the body or whether it is you know whether, whether there is anything by which we can know where it is going that type of a mind question can come to any intelligent student to answer that is the the next mantra verse yama says that agnir yatha bhuvanam pravishto rupam rupam pratirupo bhuva ekastata sarvabhuta andaratma rupam rupam pratirupo bahischa yatha agni ekaha bhuvanam pravishtah rupam rupam pratirupo bhuva tata ekaha sarvabhutantaratmah api rupam rupam pratirupah bhuva bahischa there is another word bahischa also added to that now what does it the mantra say here is a simile which is given to uh, for the understanding of those who are wanting to know how it is and what it can be compared to because in most of the places these are all very esoterical in nature and very intriguing to grasp with our ordinary mind so the upanishad themselves use upama or the similes to extend some aspects of that so here is one example is that of agni now even the in the in the creation process of creation agni is considered to be have become modified in the form of from akasha to vayu to agni and up to the all the objects which we see in the world outside here so taking that agni as an example the lord of death yama says that yatha agni bhuvanam pravishtah this fire which is a cause primordial cause it is not the fire which we are seeing by our naked eye which is used in our transaction this is talking about the principle of fire but you know it is is embedded embedded in every aspect of creation yatha bhuvanam pravishta bhuvanam is is even though the literal meaning is the earth bhudatu has got and this thing is creation so bhuvanam doesn't just doesn't mean that the earth alone every object of creation should be included in the word bhuvanam yatha ekaha agni there is only one principle which has become the multitude in the world as creation the same agni has presented itself in the pravishtaha means have entered in the creation and rupam rupam pratirupo bhuva here the rupam rupam means in whatever shape it has taken you know creation form pratirupo bhuva means the the fire is occupying the entirety of that creation now to give an example if in from our transactional world if we heat up an iron rod the burning iron rod will look like a rod if it is a iron ball the fire will look like an iron ball i mean the shape of the ball or whatever may be the object in which the fire is 
getting burned. If it is a wooden uh, log, the the fire will appear as if the the shape of the rupam of the wooden log. Apart from that, there is inherent fire in every object. Only when the right conditions are presented, the fire will appear on any object. That's why we can say everything is consumable in fire is only because of that. The potency in the form of fire is available in every creation. Even, even if you say that water cannot have Agni, the principle of Agni in the water is the reason because of which we get a boiling water or a steam. It is presence of Agni in the water. It may not have the light, but it will have the heat. So same way, Pratirupo Babuva, it has occupied and taken the shape of everything. So it is the Agni Tattvam which has become the multitude. Same as Tata, Yekaha Sarva Bhudandaratma Rupam Rupam Pratirupaha. Same way, this Atman, which I have been talking to you till now, Onna Chiketa, Ekaha, that is only, there is only one Atma. And that Sarva Bhudandaratma, now it has become the Sarva Bhuta. Every creation and Andaratma means having entered the creation of that objects of multiplicity which we see it. Rupam Rupam Pratirupaha Babuva. It became in the, in the form of every object name which took the name. So the form with a name and the name and form is also the same Andaratma. Here is one question which can come to our mind is that, you know, if it is Andaratma, we are also, we have been telling that Nama Rupa Vinirmita. It is beyond the name and form, there is the Atma. What when they say that, we have to now look, the next example will much more clarify that. Before that, I am giving a tip, I mean, as an introduction to that. This aspect of name and form separate from the Atma or the Astitva or the existence and the awareness, then the Nama Rupa is not what the reality. They become an object separated out from that. But when we see the same Nama Rupa as the same having the Atma, Andaratma or the Tattvam which is there in the objects, is the same with which I am also made. When you bring that aspect into it, then only you will see that the name form has got much more depth than the mere appearance of an object and the name and the form. It also has an existence and awareness because of which I am aware of it and I am aware of its existence just as for everyone, I am also an object with a name and form and I have an existence. But I also know that I have a... Atma, I am the Atma inside that which is knowing everything. So this aspect of Pratirubo Babuva is very important for us. And the most important aspect is that the last word which Yama added is Bahischa. Cha means also. Bahischa, see the normal our mind will be there when we say that it is entered only in the objects of name and form. To ward off any doubt that it is only in the name and form of the object that this is appearing there. To make it very clear that it is not only there, it is Bahischa means it is, it is, it is just not only inside, it is also there outside. That means it is, it is nowhere you can you know, limit it to one object or anything, even the object is inside that. And inside the object also, it is that, the same thing. To make, now the confusion will come when we use the word Agni, we don't see that type of an activity. To make more things made clearly, one more example is being told by Yama for Nachiketa's understanding. Vayur yada ekam bhuvanam pravishta rupo rupo pradvirupo babuva ekastada sarvabhudandaratma 
Rubam Rubam Pratirubo Bhagishcha. Now here he is taking the example of Vayu. Akashad Vayu Vayu Ragnihi. So Agni when he is told first, then Bhagishcha word becomes very difficult for us to understand. How can we I compare that? Okay, I can understand that. The things when they burn, they take the shape of Agni. But how can you say outside also is Agni? To, to, to remove that doubt, he is saying Vayu Yata. Now here Vayu, you should uh, take the meaning as Akasha and Vayu together. So like the space, Ekam Bhuvanam Pravista, the objects became objects with name and form inside the space. And they took the shape, the space apparently took the name and, I mean, the shape of the object. The space of, occupied by the object became the space of the limitation, apparently. And therefore, Pratirupam Babuva, they became that rupa of the space became the space of the house, space of the hospital, space of the school, space of the office, or space of a football game, and the space around the earth. Or other planets. Tata eka sarva bhudandaratma rupam rupam pratiruva. Same is the case with that. Therefore, you should understand that when we say bahischa, it is the same thing like the space. The space is there inside the objects in the name and form. That is nama rupam, rupa rupa pratirupa bhutva. Pratirupam bhutva. Same way, bahischa, it is there externally also. It is in that that Nama Rupa is supported or the name, the space of the Nama Rupa is occupying the space outside, Bahishya. Therefore, we have to take it to understand from that level of the, you know, multiplicity. And in the previous verses, it has been very clearly seen. The one who sees multiplicity here, Samrityum Rityum Apnodi, he goes from that cycle of birth again and again. So here to remove that thought, you know, the mrityu, you should not see the multiplicity. The multiplicity is an apparent aspect of the name and form which is occupying the same thing. Bahischa, because of that, it is not limited to the inside of the object. It is there outside the object also. So this has to be drilled or entering our mind that when we are saying that the transaction is fine, but we should treat that objects like the same as what is inside me and what I am going through is the same thing which is going which is going through or in the objects outside also when I am dealing with it. So that Sarvabhudatma, that Sarva Sarvabhudam, that every creation is the same Atma which is in me. That, sarva, that is why Sarvam Khalidam Brahma word also becomes very relevant here. Because everything is from that Atma in the Sarva Bhutandaratma, Pratirupam Bhutva, Bhagishcha Api, Dishtati. That is the reason why it is saying that. Surya Yata Sarva Lokasya Chakshu Nalipyade Chakshu Shair Bahya Doshai Egastada Sarva Bhudandaratma Nalipide Loka Dukkena Bhakya. Now the question can come with for an ordinary intelligent person that if the same thing has become every object, name and object, the typical question which some of the Tarkikas and other people are asking, if you are talking about the same Atma in everything. Then there's, when sorrow happens or happiness happens in one body, should be known to other bodies. If Atma is one, then what is happening in one, happiness or sorrow happening in one body will may also equally affect the other bodies. So the happiness and sorrow of one person should be equally known by the other people also. That is the, the objection raised by some of the Tarkigas. So, the same to that thought of a type of a thought can come in the mind of people who are listening to that. To remove such a doubt which can prop up in our mind is the mantra where it says that Yata Suryaha 
சர்வோக்கிய சக்ஷு பாஹ்யதோஷை சக்ஷுஷேன்யே தாத்மா பாஹ்யோக்கேனே ஜஸ்ட் ஆஸ் தன் சன்லைட் சூரியா சர்வோக்கு இட் இஸ் அன் விச் இஸ் கிவிங் மேக்கிங் த எவ்ரி ஆப்ஜெக்ட் விசிபிள் டு அஸ் இன் பை இட் சன்லைட் but sunlight whether it falls on a gut inside a, in a gutter or in a you know in a filthy place or in a saintly place or a pious place or a devoted place or a, in a, in one animal body or a human body or a tree or a mountain wherever it illumines it illumines with equal respect and fervor with which we can see the object at the same time the sun rays are never contaminated by whether it falls on a gutter or a filthy place or on a on a soup when a nice place or a better place it is illumining everything with the same attitude tata same way sarva bhudandaratma this atma which is there ekaha even though it is one in everything bahyaha by andaratma tada bahya it is there inside as well as outside so even the one who is having the dukkha the one who is not having the dukkha at the same same time simultaneously it is present everywhere and na luk na loka dukkena lipyade it is neither tainted or not affected by what is happening on the in the name and forms because asangaha that it is in the form of space type of an attitude the space in one pot which is filled with scented liquid the next pot which is filled with a filthy item the space inside may have the smell but that doesn't mean that their space is getting affected it is the object inside the space which is smelling not the space but we superimpose that onto the objects and we feel that you know that is the one which is good which is bad it is our chakshu our our way of looking at things that this is good this is bad this is acceptable this is not acceptable this type of differentiation is brought by our own ignorance because we do not see the reality of things in the world outside but the sunlight and the atma one who are the tyani who knows that i am atma brahma i am the aham brahmasmi for him he sees the reality in things it doesn't mean that he is ignorant or he is insensitive to the things outside he knows the truth so for him it doesn't affect him it doesn't affect mean means doesn't mean that he will not react to it or he wherever is possible he is that that is why in krishna bhagavad gita says that sarva bhuta hitairata if sarva bhudandaratma atma can only become sarva bhuta hitairata when he knows that hitam for everyone is what is the hitam he is to remove the ignorance of those people who are suffering from that it is the suffering is because of the ignorance which is which is not knowing the reality is the cause for it so jnani's attitude will be to sarvabhuta hitairada to remove that type of a ignorance from the people so nad lipyade he is he is not tainted by that he may act like anybody else in removing the, and helping the ignorance to be removed knowing very well he is established in the truth the person who is established in the truth can only tell the people who are not knowing the truth what is the truth and how to get out of your ignorance because of which you are appearing and feeling that the suffering is real the suffering is not real it is for the sharira and you are not the sharira you are the andaratma you are the atma which is with which the body itself is functioning and not the one which is which is 
apparently called by the other people as their body. Eko vashi sarva bhūdhāntaratma ekam rūpam bahutā yakkaroti tamātmastam yap anupasyanti dīrāha tesham sugam shashvatam naitaresham. Now he is starting to give the what is the benefit of knowing this truth. Ekah sarva bhūdhāntaratma this one antaratma and he is a Vashi. Vashi means he is controlled. Ishana, we heard another word for the same thing, Ishana, in the previous mantras. He is the one controlling Ayasandaratma, Rupam Rupam Bahuva, Bahuda Karoti. He has, he is the one who created all the Rupas. The appearances of the multiplicity of the multiple waves is the same water. The ocean having created multiple Waves, having, having made multiple waves, he doesn't see the multiplicity for, from his point of view, that from the point of the ocean, the multiple waves are ocean only. But the one who sees the multiplicity in the waves is not knowing the truth. Ye diraha tam asmat sam anupashyandi. The one Diraha, Dimantaha, wise person, who sees and knows that his nature is the Atmastam, Tam Atmastam. I am that Atma, not the body. So the multiplicity of the body is like the waves. The Atma is the reality which is there in me, is the same thing in everything under Bahischa. It is there inside, it is there outside, it is one and only one. Eka Sarva Bhutantaratma. Tesham Shashwatam Sukham, for those people who understand this, know this truth. Shashwatam means never ending. Shashwatam Sukham, the Sukham which we is, is promising here or he is telling is that never diminishing or never variation. We know only Sukham and Dukham in comparison with one another. But here he is talking about Shashvatam Sukham. What is that? It never goes because that is the Swarupa of the Atma. That Sukham or that Ananda Swarupa of Atma is the one which you are we are identifying yourself with. So how can you be have Dukkha in you? Because Dukkha is not the nature of Atma. That Dukkha is only a apparent aberration because of the ignorance that is happening on the body. So those who Ediraha Tam Atmasnam Anupashandi, the one who sees that Atmasnam, I am the Atma, Stam means is residing, Atmasnam means the in the self, there is the self, the residing self, the inner self of the oneself. For him the Sukam is Shashvatam, because he is always identifying himself with that Ananda Suruba of Atma. Na Idaresha. But those who see multiplicity, who do not see that ekattam of Atma, Sarva Atma, Teshankrite, for them, Itaresham na Shashvatam Sugam. They do not know what is Shashvatam Sugam, the permanent happiness or that permanent bliss in which what is the nature of ours that is not known because they identify with the body and the bodies are multiplicity. There is then there is the Bahya Dukkha because Dweham is considered to be, is, is treated as a Bahya from the Andaratma point of view because that Drishvatva, because it can be seen, Gada Drishta, Gada Binaha, the one who sees pot is different from the pot. The one who sees the body is different from the body. The one who sees the thoughts and imagination and feelings and, uh, you know, ups and sorrow and happiness, everything, the one who knows the knower has to be different from the objects which are known. So Sarva Atma, the one who is knowing, one who is there inside with that, which is a witness for all men, Sakshi Bhutva, for him, ye dira sam anuasmatamanavashindi. <clears throat> that dira, that demandaha, that knowledge, wise person who has understood his real nature as that I am the Atma, for him, Satesham Shashvatam Sugam, for him, that's, that, Happiness is permanent. It is never 
never be away from because that is his nature, very nature. Na idresha, not the other people who are identifying with the body. Nityo nityama nityanam nityo nityanam chedana chedanam chedananam ekaha bahunam yo vidadati kaman tamasmastam yo anupashyanti diraha tesham shantim shashwadim na itaresha nityaha nityamananam in the permanent things which we think that it is permanent the permanency in that is due to the atma in it it is a nitya nityamana the one which is which we see that the sun the moon the stars we appear to be permanent for us we consider them to be permanent compared to our minuscule life which we say and they also nitya that the eternity in in the eternal things is that chetana chetanana this is reflecting basically this shloka is reflecting the entire 10th chapter of bhagavad gita vibhuti yoga where the different vibhutis of ishvara is given you know same way chetana chetananam the chaitanyatvam or the chaitanyatvam which we see in the living things we see that there is life pulsating in certain things that also so here there is two aspects one is nitya nityana chetana chetanana so we can you also take it as to the other aspect is that stavara jangama the one which is immovable what is movable the immobility in the immovable things and the mobility in the movable things that also i am only the the, the ekaha that andaratma is the reason because of which that they are there yo vidadati kaman the one who has the potential and it is the one which is got the potential to fulfill the all the desires one who knows these truth this apparent this apparent power which is there the eternity in the eternal immovable things and the life or the mobility in the movable things that is the reason because of which you avvia the one who knows as these are all the same and one for him the desires are given by that so this is a very very secretive type of a statement from the shruti is that we seek happiness in three ways priyam modam pramodam what things which we see but we cannot you know touch and enjoy or which cannot be made part of our being we call it as priyam priyam means pleasurable a, a beauty which is a sunset or a flower or a scenic beauty which we enjoy is a priyam thing modam is the that happiness which happens when that something which we liked it and it became yours like you know you you like to have a, a an object of liking when it is not yours you have a priyam when it becomes it becomes modam but when you start enjoying or you know becoming the the utility of that when happens it is that state which is called pramodam so human beings can know only happiness in the three state priyam modam and pramodam now there is a aspect of ananda or shanti or anand amritatvam which is beyond the three of priyam modam and pramodam that is not understood by many of the people but when here the mantra says bahunam yo vidadati kaman here the kaman is indicating about that aspect of desire which is beyond the priya moda and pramoda that like ordinary objective happinesses which we can get tam asmatam ye anupashyanti the one who sees that atmatvam in the mobile in the immobile and sarvatra bahuscha baharapi bahuna ye tesham shantim shashwati take a permanent peace 
Shashwati Shanti. The Shashwata means never ending or eternal. Shanti means peace. Why? The peace which you are attaining is not something which will be taken away from you because that is the nature of the your reality. Our own real self is in the form of that Shanti. This is what happens when we when we abandon every attachment and every notion that we are as an individual also, we are one with that state of Shanti. That is the state of deep sleep when we have, we do not have any idea of who we are, what we own, whether we are a king or a beggar or nothing is known at that time. We do not know the world exists or I exist or anything exists other than my own existence. In that, there is a Shashwati Shanti. But that Shanti, in the, in the case of deep sleep, what happens? It gets broken the moment we, come, we become aware of our individuality and we either go to dream or waking. But here he is they saying that the Lord of Death, Yama is saying to Najiketa, Ye diraha tam atmatsam anupashandi. The one who sees anupashandi here is not one visually sees. Anupashandi word has got a greater depth is that one realizes it or one experiences as his own being. He becomes that Atmastam. Te diraha te sham shantudim shastudim. For him, the permanent peace is there. He enjoys this, that tranquility and the peace of deep sleep type. Even whether he is awake or dreaming or deep sleep, he is not affected by the changes of the, what happens in the body. He is the Atma. He is the Atmastam. And he, the one who dira, who has anupashanti, who is the one who has experienced or identified his own being with that. For him, the Shanti or Shashwadam is permanent. Then comes a, one more sloka in the similar thing. Tat etat iti Manyande Anyadasyam Param Sukam Katamnu Tat Vijaniyam Kimuvadi Vibhativa. Now the question can come. Etat Tat Iti. This is that. Etat Vaitat. He has been telling till all the mantras. Etat Vaitat. This is that. This is that. Now here comes the question of it. Tat Etat Iti. You have been telling Etat Iti. Manyande Anirdishyam param sukam, that indefinable peace, anirdishyam paramam sukam, indefinable peace, they know, manyante, the one dhiraha who knows that, that this etatvaitatu, when what you have been telling is that, atmastam brahma, anirdishyam paramam sukam, that indefinable or inexplicable peace which you have been telling. Katam nutat vijaniyam. How can how can someone else know that? But that vijaniyam, how can they know it without knowing the reality? Unless you know that our own reality, how can they ever even imagine such existence of a, such a thing? Only when we know that our own reality, we can imagine what is that sukam. What he has been, that is the Anirdhyasya Paramasugam. That inexplicable or indefinable state of happiness, how can someone know unless he knows the Atma? Any amount of words can not explain that because it is inexplicable. It cannot be defined because it is not finite. So, from all those points, how will someone know about Katamnu Tat Vijaniyam Kim Ubhadi? What can shine that? How can somebody know here the shining doesn't mean to, uh, you know, enlighten that? Or does it Vibhadiva? The question comes from the, the person, the student comes. Or does it shine by itself? Nothing can shine it because no knowledge can show that because it's a knowledge swarupa it is a jnana swarupa atma so how can be any while any light can shine that how can what the light show that what is that or does it shine by itself is the question which the mantra itself asks and for comes the most beautiful 
shloka of the entire entire vedanta i would say natatra suryo badina chandra tarakam nema vidyato bandikutoyam agni tameva bandam anubadi sarvam tasya basa sarvam idam vipati natatra suryo badina chandra tarakam nema vidyato bandikutoyam agni tameva bandam anubadi sarvam tasya basa sarvam idam vipati such a beautiful mantra if just somebody can go depth into this then only we will know who we are natatra suryo bhati nor nine this sun which we are talking about which in illumines everything in the cosmos or in the whole sky natatra bhati it doesn't shine there because sun can shine only the physical objects na chandra tarakam even the distant chandra and the stars which are distant distant they also cannot shine that na ime vidyuto even the lightning which we which see as flashing every now and then which is much brighter than anything in the darkness because of the contrast which we see the darkness and the lightning even that lightning can cannot illumine that then what to talk about kutoha ayam agni if this little fire which we are talking about the yagna or what is seeing in the in the mortal plane what we see call it as agni what can that pitten uh, the fire can do when it compared it cannot this because it cannot be it cannot be seen in that light tameva bandam anubadi sarvam only when that shines anubadi sarvam everything gets illumined after that tasya basa sarvam idam vivadi in its light alone everything becomes lit or known tameva bandam anubadi sarvam only when the knowledge of the atma becomes radiating in the form of knowledge even the sun the moon the stars the lightning and even the fire becomes known then here the shining is is to be understood as the knowledge the knowledge is the one which is illumining them the jnanagni that knowledge tameva mandam anubadi sarvam only when the atma is there in the body or through the body from the body through our sense organs when we see the sun the moon the star and everything they become known to me or known to each one of us only because our atma is making the knowledge of those objects available to us tasya basa sarvam idam vidavi only when that is the the entire world comes into reality the world world is being lit by the knowledge of that atma the sarvatma that atma which is in the form of knowledge and everything is in knowledge sh- shining in knowledge only when the knowledge illumines the object the objects become objects known to us and therefore tasya vasa sarvam idam vibhati now here there is also there is a twist to this when sarvam idam vibhati now this idam word is used in advaita for two things aham idam there is a two form of it i am and that everything else is that i am there adam it so sarvam idam vibhati means it is the one which is in the form of that which is outside me also for me the things outside becomes that only if my atma projects that as outside as that it is in my light that the that also is appearing as that so it is it is here we have to meditate upon that or contemplate on that and make it understand that it is my awareness which makes feel things are that other than that the others or the other objects has that has no shining capacity to be independently existing and shining unless i illumine them as that 
that aham, when I am illumining others, I call it as that. It is my illumination which is the one which is making it as a, that. Apart from that, even that is not existing separate. My knowledge, in my knowledge, everything exists. It is the knowledge which is supporting the existence of everything. So it is that and I are not separate. I just as I know myself, I know the things outside. So I am that Aham Brahmasmi or Tattvamasi when they are being told. It is from this light we have to see that it is this knowledge which is making everything known to us. And other than knowledge, there is nothing. There is nothing other than that. And with that, the, this valley is finished here. And we will, we are, there are, there are 19 more mantras in the next valley, which we will do it in the next two classes and complete this Upanishad here. So today's thing, I'm finishing with the last mantra. Once more chanting that, Natatra Suryo Bhadina Chandra Tarakam, Nema Vidyato Bhanti Kutoya Magni, Tameva Bhanda Manubhati Sarvam, Tasyavasa Sarvam Itam Vibhati. Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vahishyate Om Shanti 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 Ariyom Shri Guru Pyonama Ariyom Thank you everyone. Welcome Srinivasji. <clears throat> Hi Arbindaji. Very nice. I felt as if the whole Kattu Upanishad epic came to a climax today. That last mantra is also my favorite mantra. And it, I believe it's an inspiration for a lot of other writers and philosophers. Because I see that theme reoccurring many times. Like one thing that came to my mind immediately is one thing credited to Shankara called Ekashloki. And also there is one more, the fourth mantra of Dakshinamurti Stotra. All have this concept of Tameva Bhantam Anubhati Sarva. Yeah. So very nice. It's it is there in the Gita also. Yeah, yeah. Literally copied into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this, as you said, yeah, one of the real things which, uh, uh, like, one needs to really understand this. And that's why, yeah, it's very beautiful. I'm unable, like, I'm overwhelmed actually. This is like the climax of Katopanishad, I feel like. Yeah, it's a, it's a mantra which one can contemplate for entire life. Still, you know, you cannot get into the depth of that mantra. Namaste, Niteji. I have no question. I just wanted to, you know, read. Especially it kind of like builds up the sun and all the things which we are think are great. And in one stroke, it, it kind of uh, <laughs> throws them all out of the window. That is like very poetically put. <laughs> very nice action. Right. Because he said, Ekat Surya Sarva Bhudandaratma. Then here he says, Natutra Surya Vadina Chandra Dharayam. So he brushes out everything. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, really poetic, like super actually. Yeah. And that kutoyam, sometimes in English it is translated as like, what what can the earthly fire do? Like, it is so, what do you call, impunity or whatever. Absolutely. Because he is referring to the surya, the stars, the, the lightning. And in front of all those things, what can the earthly fire stand you know, in comparison with that? And all of them are still nothing unless the knowledge or that that awareness shines on them. Then none of them exist also. Namaste Vinod. Namaste Piyush. Namaste Shiva. Namaste. Namaste Arvindaji. <laughs> this is like, you know... <laughs> The kind of truths which are here, I have 
I, I simply can't imagine that <laughs> that they have been there for such a long time, totally hidden from the you know mainstream uh, understanding, right? So this is like you know height of things, I would say. <laughs> I mean, this is just too much of depth. Yeah. <laughs> Such an ancient, uh, ancient kind of work, uh, you know, which we don't even know the origin of. Right? I wanted that. Uh, yeah, and uh, I just wanted to say that I was in some clubhouse rooms where they even debate about what exists first, darkness or light. If they ever came across slokas like this. They would, uh, it's so clearly said that, that question, it's like, some people think darkness, darkness exists before light. I think uh, those kind of thoughts will not even cross the mind if someone just understands this sloka superficially also. The three types of uh, happiness from external things, uh, the wording is very interesting, but you know, you can probably like, you know, dwell more into that. I'm simply interested because uh, it's very nicely structured and uh, presented in this. Yeah, the Priyam Modam Pramodam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Priyam is basically things which are not yours or not in your physical possession, but you enjoy it as a beauty outside. There is There is a limitation of enjoyment in that case. But when an object you have, you have a liking for that or you want to, a situation to happen, there is some sort of a happiness which brings in when it is realized in the form of it. But the ultimate human concept can think only of, you know, when you are, when you are immersed in that enjoyment of that object. The human mind can imagine happiness only up to this level. But this is like the fire thing which we have been talking about is nothing compared to that Shashwatam Sukham or Shashwatam Shanti which the mantra says. Because the diminishing nature of these enjoyments due to time and space is very obvious for us. You cannot be engaging with anything of even if that, you know, the best thing which you can think about it. You cannot engage with that enjoyment on that object permanently. After some time, it diminishes. The object loses its value with which we acquired it. So Priyam Modam Pramodam is the ultimate which we can think about it. For example, if I take a if somebody wants to have a sweet, they get the sweet, they enjoy the sweet, that is one thing. Some people say that owning a, you know, lot of money and wealth and enjoyment. But then there also comes to a diminishing stage when they are threatened with some, you know, life-saving, uh, li- life-challenging situation, either by accident or by disease or something like that. All that, what they were thinking was ultimate, has no value for it. Even, even, you know, the physical enjoyment like sex or indulgence in food or, you know, anything of that sort, nothing lasts forever. Nothing is Shashwatam. Shashwatam means everlasting. None of them can ever last. So the human mind has a capacity to only to think which are, you know, temporary, transient and what you call limited to time and space. But here, you are talking about that Shanti, which is our very nature. It is not something which you have to acquire from outside. This is the explanation also what happens is in, in some of the Prakarna Grandas, they say that when these three things happen, Priya, Moda, Pramoda happens, what actually happens is that the happiness, which is our nature, is reflected because the mind becomes quiet during that time due to engagement in the interaction with the object of desire. That time, the flash of happiness which we which we enjoy is because the mind is 
immersed in some other activity and we are exposing our so when the mind is totally zero in our deep sleep we have that happiness but we are not able to define it there is no way we can define it or explain it that is why it is said it is inexplicable or indefinable that happiness and only a person who has not slept for many days can tell what is the what is the happiness which he may get when he is given a sleep so we assuming that a medical condition or some stress or some some fear phobia because of which people are not sleeping so such a person when a medication is given and he goes to sleep or even then he is not very happy because it's uh, he is not aware of that happiness it is a state of mental quietness but he has not become no mind situation that can happen only when we naturally go into our deep sleep we know that state where we, nothing of the world was a worrisome for us even a person who has lost his amputated leg or a limb do not feel the lack of his purity or the 100% purnata or the the completeness in deep sleep he is still complete for him there is no loss of you know limp by amputation or anything even in his deep sleep but when he wakes up he knows that he has lost a limb or everything he feels a sorrow and unhappiness about it so there is if you look at different examples also that happiness of our deep sleep even though it is in due to ignorance of our own true nature because we are in our own nature that has to have that shining of that happiness in us but we do not know we are in one with our truth when the mind is not in in a, in operation that amani bhava that is why sadhi sambadhya na viduhu sadhi sambadhya mahad chandogya brahmana says that we became one with the truth we became our real nature but due to ignorance we did not know we have one become the truth that place where there is no comparison and the word used is niratishaya ananta atishaya means you know one exceed exceeding other when there is nothing to exceed another is the state called niratishaya and that niratishaya ananta is that you know why we are not able to measure or you know define space without an object in the space is because the space cannot be seen without contrast contrast the contrast has to be there then you say that the space of the house space of the you know earth or everything you need an object to contrast the space then only space can be defined same way in this one in where you don't have a contrast in the deep sleep because there is no on knowing of objects other than ourselves that is the infinitude of happiness akhandata or anantata that happiness is what is that upanishad is talking about our real nature it is each one of us are that but when we are functioning through our body mind intellect we think the space is contained in a pot same way we think we are the mind and the body it is exactly the same the space is contained in a pot and we call it as the pot is either with oil or a perfume or you know a dirty water or whatever it is the space has never become perfumed or dirty the space has remained a space in spite of these things appearing in that same way our body mind and ego and intellect appearing in awareness do not touch our real nature we are as pure as that ever but we should know what is that nature but our identification with our the intellect and the ego and the body and the mind is so so deep that to detach from them and look to our true nature is difficult there is why these upanishads and the things like that come for help and help us to do that so somehow the one of the focus of the this particular part of kapamsha was eternal bliss 
and uh, i think many people mistake it uh, to be a bliss where like you know they are permanently happy or i mean basically it's like a a concept is made out of it i think you know whereas i think the, the same uh, the thing is also telling that its nature of that happiness is different because it has no dependencies it has no it's self existent uh, like that so uh, you know i think we need to call it out that many people feel that uh, the meaning of eternal bliss uh, is something that uh, is not often well understood exactly absolutely am i right about it uh, yeah you are right because our mind can think only within the realm of time and space and object we know happiness only object objective happiness the subjective happiness has never been an an an, an what you call a thought which we have ever looked into to is that is the happiness depend upon the object or is the happiness within myself that analysis only should start think making us to think where does the happiness lie is it in the object if that is in the object the same object at all time should give happiness to all the people at all the time but that is not seen that means object is not the cause for the happiness but we assume that object is giving us happiness that moment if somebody can look from where is the source of happiness that intro introvertedness or that looking inward to the source of happiness only such people can see where the source of happiness and also i like the use of the word naitaresham so where it seems to be saying that if you think something else will give you similar happiness then it is not like that or something like that two shlokas continuously end with naitaresham so i and right. like, so that is uh, that way some of the things are made very solid like confirmed kind of thing this one of the best part of katavnishit i ever like it has got so much of so much to offer for a contemplative mind to churn out from himself his true nature yeah uh, uh namaste sir uh, so i have a question um yes sir my question is about the quality of the happiness um so the hap- the eternal happiness uh, which which is spoken about in in um when in the in the parabrahman state and the the happiness which we receive from object from objects um so compared my question is are these uh, so you have said that even the happiness that we receive from objects is a reflection of the eternal happiness but if i put both of them side by side if when i meditate and i sit in a place where i am in the state of i am and that peace when i get that peace oh sorry yeah and when i compare it with uh, the object of happiness both look different uh, my question is why is uh, that like that yeah it's just like looking at the sun and looking at the reflection of a sun in either a water or a mirror you have the difference between the two no a example to be given because the moment we see the happiness we can think of happiness only in relation with objects the objectless happiness is available to us when we cannot you know we can see that only we when we we de-identify the objective happiness in a state where the objects are not available other than that every happiness in other places where that is experienced it is a reflected happiness that's why all we can say because the limitation of the object space and time will diminish the entirety of that happiness like sunlight gets diminished to a small piece of 
mirror or a small water pot body or something like that but the the light of the sun it is not only falling on the earth it is it is there around the sun not towards the earth alone opposite direction all the 360 degrees it is there even the entire sunlight falling on one part of the earth we cannot imagine with our mind then what to say about the reflected sunlight on a piece of mirror compared to the entirety of the sun that is why it is said that anantata infinitude or indescribable or indi- indefinable type of a nature is that happiness of it because my mind cannot go to that level mind cannot fathom that because it is it is beyond the capacity of the mind to even think about it but at the same time we need mind because that is the only instrument we have in our transaction with which we can do that so using the mind cross over the mind like a pole vaulter does that use the pole cross over the bar and leave the pole let it fall wherever it wants to you have succeeded in achieving your goals see the happiness not limited to the objects it is an infinity and infinity is not the capacity of the mind to know what is infinity i think raj we can close jadavid ji you are there uh, yes sir uh, if anyone has any question or they want to add something to this conversation you can please come up and uh, say that or we will be closing the room shortly and uh, beginning in another room